This post has been mulling around in my mind for the longest time and I wanted to share it with you. And it all stems from one particular commandment that God as His wisdom has continually put forward to us and this commandment reads as follows. 1 Peter 1 14-16 NASP as obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior, because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Emphasis is mine. Leviticus 11:44 is just one of the many Old Testament scriptures that contains this commandment. GoQuestions.org has an excellent overview on being holy which is available here. I highly recommend that you take the time to read it. Being holy like God is holy is a concept that I don't think the vast majority of us really comprehend, because we associate holiness to things that we do, as opposed to how God is. The difference between our understanding of holiness and the reality of God's holiness is the difference between a candle flickering and a floodlight of immense light. We see illustrations of this contrast in God's holy word where the face of Moses shone because he was in the presence of God, Exodus 34:29-35, or when the apostle John fell at the feet of Jesus as if he was dead, Revelation 1:17. God's holiness is a state of his being, whereas our holiness is a reflection of his light, and the difference is immense. That's not to say that what we do or don't do doesn't associate with God's holiness, but the two are not one and the same. Ours is a reflection of, while he is the source. And of course, Jesus himself personified this reality as God's word indicates in John 3:16-21. If you need further confirmation of this, consider John 15:1-11. We all are called to be holy as God is holy. There is no loophole that excludes us from this commandment of God spoken towards us. The law given to Israel pointed to the totality of this commandment in that if one aspect of the law was broken, the law in its entirety had been broken. James 2:10. It's the word totality that I want you to focus on. God's holiness is never changing, it is constant, without deviation of any sort. That's because God's nature, His attributes, His state of being, is continually righteous, fair across the board, without favor, because this is the way that He is. He considers all aspects, many of which we are not even privy to, and He consistently judges righteously. Our big picture is not always God's big picture. And for us, His creation, that presents a problem because although we are commanded to be holy as God is holy, we in and of ourselves simply cannot be holy as God is holy. And when I say we, that specifically pertains to those who believe in God and those who do not. Israel could not do it and neither can we, even as professing Christians. Our dependency is drawn, of necessity, to God Himself, to do for us what we in and of ourselves, simply cannot do. And this correlates with how our works are viewed or judged by God. Our works are a result of our faith in what God can and will do in us and through us, our works are not the means whereby we stand justified before God. Without faith in God, there are no works that can justify us before God because that approach puts us as the means whereby and eliminates Him, the exact opposite from what God has ordained. The whole point of this reality is that our life depends entirely and completely in what God can and will do in us, through His Son, the exact opposite of what Adam and Eve decided to walk away from. Our perfection in meeting God's requirement of being holy is met in and through Jesus. Our justification and our standing before God is our faith and trust in His Son and what Jesus and Jesus alone accomplished on our behalf. There is, of necessity, a striving involved, whereby we become increasingly sanctified in Jesus, by growing and maturing in our faith and our dependency in Jesus, but our completion is in Him, when we see Jesus face to face. The law was given initially so that we might come to comprehend the difference between our own inability to perfectly follow God's holiness and of necessity draw us to our recognition that our salvation depended not on what we could do or not do, but rather on what God would do for us. Galatians 3:16 16-21 NASP refers. Will we stumble? Will we fall short? 
The answer is unquestionably yes. I am not advocating that the state of grace we are in allows us to habitually sin, because the Apostle Paul clearly deals with this false thinking, Romans 6 1-2, but to advocate that our perfection in being holy is what will see us through to entering God's kingdom, is also a false teaching. Continually strive, yes. Continually achieve, no. It simply does not happen. When we slip or fall, understand it for what it is. Sin still lives in us but it is no longer our master. Jesus dealt with that on the cross. Confess it and ask for forgiveness and strive yet again. Satan loves to point out how we sometimes slip or fall. But our acceptance before God does not depend on our perfect state of holiness, it depends on our faith and trust in what Jesus has done and continues to do in us. Tell him that and carry on. 1 John 4 4-6 NASP. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak as from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. The one who knows God listens to us, the one who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.